And now, here they are, the Beatles! Hi, I'm Justin Shears, and welcome to Only a Northern Song. In this series, I'll be exploring the words and the music of the Beatles, but not through the usual tracks that we all know so well. I'll be delving into my extensive collection of outtakes, home recordings and demos, alternate mixes and interviews, to shed some new light on lesser-known aspects of the Beatles' recorded legacy. Having become veterans of the Hamburg nightclub scene in 1960 and 1961, the Beatles returned to their native Liverpool and played local engagements at many venues around town. It was at a lunchtime session at the Cavern Club, a dark, dingy cellar in Matthew Street, that the manager of the local NEMS record store first saw the group perform. That man was Brian Epstein. I hadn't had anything to do with uh, pop management management of pop artists before uh, that day that I went down to the Cavern Cup and heard the Beatles play. And um, this was quite a new world, really, for me. Uh, I was amazed by this sort of dark, smoky, dank atmosphere, this beat music playing away. And um, the Beatles were then just four lads on that rather dimly lit stage. Uh, somewhat ill-clad, and the presentation was, well, left a little to be desired as far as I was concerned, because I've been interested in the theatre and acting for a long time. But amongst all that, something tremendous came over, and uh, I was immediately struck by their, their, their music, their beat, and uh, their sense of humour, actually, on stage. And even afterwards, when I met them, I was struck again by their personal charm. And uh, it was there that really it all started. Epstein had read about the group in the local music papers and having seen them perform on the 9th of November 1961, by December of that year he was officially the Beatles' manager. Epstein then set about securing a record contract for the group. He made several trips to London to talk to Columbia, Pi, Phillips and Oriole, but no one was interested in the group. On Epstein's invitation, Mike Smith from Decca Records made the trip up to Liverpool to see the Beatles play at the Cavern Club on the 13th of December 1961. Smith was happy to give the band a chance. Brian Epstein. I secured them an audition at Decca on New Year's Day 1962. They came to London and stayed at the Royal Hotel paying 27 shillings a night for bed and breakfast. They were poor and I wasn't rich, but we all celebrated with rum and scotch and coke, which was becoming a Beatle drink even then. Yeah. 
Searchin', a cover of a hit by American comedy group The Coasters, one of 15 songs recorded by the Beatles in their audition for Decca Records. Decca Studios were located in the North London suburb of West Hampstead. The Beatles had driven down from Liverpool in the van belonging to their road manager Neil Aspinall, who'd lost his way and spent 10 hours trying to get to London. The Beatles finally arrived in London at 10pm on New Year's Eve 1961. I saw a girl in my dreams And so it seems That I will love her Oh, you You are that girl in my dreams And so it seems That I will love you And I Waited for your kiss Waited for the bliss 
Like Dreamers Do, one of three Lennon and McCartney originals performed on New Year's Day 1962. The song was later given to the Applejacks in 1964 at the height of Beatlemania when anything with a Lennon and McCartney credit was potentially gold. The Applejacks version reached number 20 in the UK charts. The audition took just under an hour and the Beatles only got one shot at each song. In the two weeks prior to their audition, the group had put together a repertoire consisting of rock and roll and rhythm and blues favourites, a handful of original songs, and a few novelty and cabaret numbers, probably at the suggestion of Brian Epstein, in an attempt to display the Beatles' versatility. Sheik of Araby, one of four lead vocals for George Harrison, a jazz standard penned in 1921 and recorded by Beatles heroes Fats Domino and the Everly Brothers. The group at this time consisted of John Lennon on rhythm guitar and vocals, Paul McCartney on bass guitar and vocals, 
George Harrison on lead guitar and vocals, and Pete Best on drums. In eight months' time, he would be replaced by Ringo Starr. Listening to these recordings, it's clear that the band were quite nervous. There was a lot at stake here. Vocals were shaky and arrangements are guarded, quite a contrast to the raucous stage act which caught Brian Epstein's ear only months earlier. is to love her written in 1959 by phil Spector for his own band the teddy bears and a firm stage favorite for the beatles a song that allowed them to show off their brilliant three-part harmonies Spector would later infamously resurrect the beatles disastrous 1969 get back sessions to produce the let it be album as well as several early albums from john lennon and george harrison my tears are falling Cause you've taken her away And though it really hurts me so There's something that I gotta say Take care of my baby Please don't ever make her blue Just tell her that you love her Make sure you're thinking of her In everything Take good care of my 
Take Good Care of My Baby, the 1961 Bobby V number one hit, one of many songs written by Jerry Goffin and Carole King. And Sure to Fall, a 1955 track by yet another Beatle hero, rockabilly Carl Perkins, 
The song was performed several times by the Beatles for the BBC. Perkins became close friends with both Paul McCartney and George Harrison later in life and had many of his songs covered by the Beatles, both as a group and as solo performers. Three Cool Cats, the second of two songs by the Coasters covered by the Beatles in their Decca Records audition, with a fabulous lead vocal by George Harrison. The song was originally a B-side for the Coasters hit Charlie Brown, and the Beatles version was finally officially released on the first Beatles anthology album in 1995. It was the release of several tracks from this audition tape on the Beatles Anthology project which finally allowed drummer Pete Best to earn some substantial money from his short time in the most famous band on earth. Yeah. 
September in the Rain, a 1937 jazz standard recorded by many artists over the decades. An interesting choice of song by the Beatles, probably to show that they could turn their hands to any kind of music. Other tracks recorded this day included Chuck Berry's Memphis, Tennessee, Buddy Holly's Crying, Waiting, Hoping, Besame Mucho, a song the group would later dig out for their EMI audition, Until There Was You and Money, both of which would be re-recorded in 1963 for the Beatles' second LP, With the Beatles. Perhaps the most tantalising of the Decca audition recordings are those written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney. As well as Like Dreamers Do, the Beatles showcased two other original compositions. Hello Little Girl was the first song ever written by John Lennon in 1957, based, as he said, on an old 30s and 40s number that his mother used to sing to him. The song was later given to fellow Merseysiders The Foremost in 1963, who took it to number nine in the British charts. I see that there, there heaven lies. 
eyes And as I look I see the love of love Someday they'll see That from the start My place has been Deep in your heart And in your heart I see love of love Though I've said it all before I will say it more and more Now that I'm really sure you love me And I know that from today I'll see it in the way That you look at me and say Ah, you love me So let it bring I'll never care Deep in your heart I'll still be there And when I'm there I see the love of the love Though I said it all before, I will say it more and more Now that I'm really sure you love me And I know the from today, I'll see it in the way That you look at me and say, how oh, you love me So let it ring, I'll never care Deep in your heart, I'll still be there And when I'm there, I see the love of the loved I see the love of the loved I see the love of the love Love of the Loved, another early Lennon and McCartney original which was a staple part of the Beatles stage act. In 1963 it was given to the hat check girl from the Cavern Club. She recorded it as her debut single which only made it to number 35 on the UK charts. Her name was Scylla Black. Ultimately, and most famously, the Beatles were turned down by Decca Records. The reasons given were that guitar groups were on their way out and that the Beatles had no future in show business. But I know who plays the call. Small took the message. Luckily, Decca Records didn't make the same mistake twice when the Rolling Stones were looking for a recording contract. Brian Epstein. Well, the recording test came and went. The people that decide about these things at Decca said no. Well, you can imagine I was more worried about what I was going to say to the boys having built up their hopes. So I allowed myself a final 24 hours to exhaust the remaining disc companies and I booked into the Green Park Hotel. In the morning I took a cab to the EMI office block in Manchester Square, London, to meet the man who would, within less than two years, produce 16 number one discs by my artists. Well, that's it for this episode. Next time we'll chart a course from the sweaty ceilings of the Cabin Club to the parquet floors of Abbey Road Studios and the Beatles' first recordings for EMI. Until next time, 